What's up, my people? I'm your host, Chad Hostack, coming in with a good word. And today I'd like to talk about ego, karma, and manifesting, as they are the main components of our um, reflective experiences, um, or just experiences in general. If I provide you any sort of value, please consider making a donation. Donations are always appreciated. The ego. What is the ego? It's our sense of self. The ego is unnecessarily demonized um, in American culture and probably in other cultures as well. A lot of people associate ego with narcissism or arrogance of some sort, when the truth is our ego is just our sense of self. Not to say it can't be arrogant, like we might think too highly of ourselves, or it could be pathetic and we think too lowly of ourselves. Whatever the matter, we have a concept of self. We have an idea of who we are to ourselves, our identity. The ego is our sense of like who we are and what we are for that matter. And so when it comes to the sense of self, in general, the general population of America, eh, people tend to be really fragile. And that's why they're very difficult to deal with. A lot of people are sensitive or like overly sensitive for that matter. And they, they don't want to feel bad in any way. They don't want to feel shame, even if they would deserve it. Like they did something they weren't supposed to do or they failed to do something they should have done and it caused harm to somebody else, and you try to hold them accountable for it. Not to say you're bullying them or harassing them, but you're saying, hey, you failed to do what you should, and that hurt me. They, The general American public, they can get very defensive to that. Like, they don't want to own up to it, because that's how fragile they are. They're so afraid of having a bad experience that they'll become delusional by themselves. They'll, they'll delude themselves into thinking that, you know, that they they if they did something wrong that means they're a bad person that's how they interpret it but no not in every case you know sometimes we make mistakes and bad decisions and hurt ourselves and people we love it's about how we atone and make progress i'm a strong person most of the time i have my moments where i'm fragile and overly sensitive because i'm a human being but i can recuperate i can get back to being strong most of the time and take a joke at my expense and actually say sorry when I failed to do something I should have done or I did something I shouldn't have done. I'll be accountable. And I'm not going to make a big deal about it. And yeah, shame is unpleasant, but that's the thing is shame is necessary for us to govern our behavior. That's what morality is about. What we determine to be morally right, morally wrong. When we do something morally right, we have that healthy sense of pride and confidence. When we do something morally wrong, we feel shame, guilt, embarrassment, etc., humiliation. And that's the thing is our emotions, whether they're positive or negative, they're meant to be converted into hope. We can turn our emotions into hope simply by acknowledging how we feel, accepting it, sitting with it, embracing it, experiencing it, and using it as fuel to do the morally right thing, the ethical thing, and the pragmatic thing. And usually that's the thing we should do when we should do it and succeed in avoiding doing something we shouldn't do, doing something we're not supposed to do. 
life is actually really that simple. And so is our ego. Don't be fragile. Don't be a little bitch. This podcast about teaching people to be strong, healthy, confident, and humble with power. Not being a little bitch. Oh, it's okay, baby. You don't have to feel shame. It's okay that you did that bad thing. We're not going to hold you accountable. You don't You don't have to feel bad about it. You can still feel good. <laughs> no, we don't do that over here. We don't do that over here. Not not on this podcast. Not, not in this worldview. Not in this section of reality. So, confident people who are humble with power are superior. You see... Confidence is when you're cool with where you have been, where you are, and where you are going. And it's not a story you tell yourself. It's not a narrative. It's when you're comfortable with your doings, you're comfortable with your position in life, and you're comfortable with where you are headed in life. You're on the right path. You're doing the right things. And you're building your skills. To me, that is confidence. And you can also think highly of yourself, and you can have a lot of positive self-beliefs about yourself and focus on your strengths, absolutely. However, don't forget to mend your weaknesses and cauterize them. Don't forget to work on your insecurities and cauterize those too. Don't forget to be able to take a joke. You know, we also have to be humble, especially when we're in a position of power where we can influence the quality of life of other people. It's important to be as fair as we can be. And it's a popular saying that life isn't fair. Well, that's only true because people are okay with making life unfair for other people. Maybe even themselves too. That's stupid. That's bullshit. We we should be aiming to make fair deals for ourselves and other people. Even people we're not fond of. That's a matter of ethics, how we treat others. And that's also part of my personal morals. I think that's the morally right thing to do. You know, um, not that I set a perfect example or anything, but it's something we should all aim to shoot for, including myself. We want to be confident in our abilities to do things and our position in life and where we're going. And we also want um, to use our power to do the most conceivable good possible for other people. And that's how we make the world a better place in a vague sense. For the times you're in a position of power that can impact somebody's life or their experience of some sort, use your discernment to figure out what's the best thing you could do to cause good. And you have to use your own judgment for that when you're in those situations. Weak and fragile insecure people hurt others in the world the most. All cruelty stems from weakness. It was either Seneca or Epictetus, or some Stoic said that. I'm not sure who it was. Let me look that up really quick. It was Seneca, according to Google. Yeah, if that's correct, it's Seneca. All cruelty springs from weakness, Seneca. And, you know, I think the opposite of that is true. All good springs from strength. It takes strength to do the right thing and to be kind.
so now let's talk about, you know, the ego again. You see, when it comes to confident people who are humble with power in contrast to people who are weak and fragile and insecure, you see, they all have egos, including people in between or outside of that scope. <clears throat> like, say, people who are indifferent or people who have vastly different psychological makeup. But everyone has egos, even the people outside of the scope of confident, humble people and weak, insecure, fragile people. Everyone has an ego. But not everyone aims to be bad all the time. And not everyone aims to be good all the time. We are who we choose to become. And so when it comes to our ego, we, we, need, we need to be aiming to do the most conceivable good possible with our choices and be ethical, moral, and pragmatic if we want to have, you know, superiority. Because weak, fragile, and secure people who hurt the world who hurt others the worst, they're inferior. And they know that. They might not admit to it, or maybe they don't know it. Maybe they've deluded themselves too much to realize it. But they're certainly not good, and they may be aware of it to some degree. They may be aware of it and in contact with reality about it to some degree. But confident people who are humble with power and aim to be ethical, moral, and pragmatic and make the world more fair and better for others... Those are superior people. And we should all aim to be those people. And that's what I wanted to talk about regarding ego. Let's talk about karma. Karma is not a bitch. It's cause and effect. You see, when, when we give something to the world, we get it back tenfold. It can take a long time, and maybe even past our lifetime, yet it always delivers the good. Karma always delivers the goods. And you see, that's why I make it an effort to aim to be a superior kind of person. Somebody who is confident, pragmatic, ethical, and moral humble with power and do the most good I can because in my opinion that's the right thing to aim for and when I when when I succeed at this karma rewards me tenfold and the opposite is true all the times I have made mistakes bad choices hurt myself and others and my loved ones you know it it, it came back to me tenfold Cause and effect. Karma got me. It delivered the goods. And so... That's another element of like how we see the world for what we hold in our hearts. And that's why our managing our doings and being deliberate and purposeful with our doings, our thoughts, words, actions, habits, and patterns, that's why that matters so much. Because it will affect what we hold in our heart. And we can see good in our heart and good in the world. We can do good in the world, make the world better and more safe and fair for others, even people we're not fond of. And when we cause that, karma is, 
Karma is the effect and delivers the goods and we get rewarded for it. And sometimes it takes longer than, than, than we think it should. But I do believe karma is a real thing in terms of cause and effect. Now let's talk about manifesting. I believe manifestation is a real thing to a point. I believe when we set a goal, whether it's conscious or unconscious or both, our efforts mentally, physically, and financially go towards it, whether we realize it or not. And so when we deliberately focus our efforts mentally, physically, and financially towards a goal, we get really close to achieving it, and eventually we may, we may achieve it. It doesn't matter if it's becoming a billionaire and having a private jet and running a good charity or being a famous movie star or whatever. It can also be simplistic things. Recently, I manifested um, sitting in a nice chair, reading a good book, you know, talking to a friend on the phone and drinking root beer floats. <laughs> and I learned the hard way that I can't allow myself any cheat days because... It's kind of like, if I give myself an inch, I take a mile. I, it's kind of like alcoholism, where it's like, you can't just have one drink. That's what I'm like with cheat meals. Um, if I have nachos and a root beer float, which I did last week, the next two days are also going to be binging on healthy food. <laughs> You know, and I do have shame from that, but I use that as fuel to get back in the gym. And I had a great workout today and I've been eating healthy, sticking to my diet. It's awesome. So I learned that I can't allow myself cheat meals because I can't just have one. So I have to do my best to abstain from cheat meals as much as I possibly can. But I will say it was worth manifesting the root beer floats. That was probably my favorite thing I manifested to tell you the truth. And that was a simple, short-term thing I could manifest. But you see, I had obstacles in the way of that. I was thinking, I'm like, you know what would be great? Root beer floats on Friday night. I was thinking that the previous Sunday. And I'm like, yeah, I, w I would really like root beer floats. But, you know, I wanted to keep exercising throughout that week um, until Friday. And so I kept thinking about the root beer floats. Somewhat deliberately, but sometimes they just naturally come to me. And then... Voila, on Friday, I go to the store, buy vanilla ice cream and, you know, root beer. I chose A&W sugar-free. And uh, I had some root beer floats. I only had three within the span of the three days, so one a day. And I was trying to just have one plate of nachos and just one root beer float that week. But, you know, uh, temptation got the best of me and I failed to stick to my diet and I paid the price for that but it was still worth it <laughs> I'm sorry but it was still worth it even with the shame and anger at myself for it that self-betrayal it, it, it was worth it I got a really good workout in today so I, I'm gonna pay back my debt to myself but yeah manifestation and the thing is like I believe manifestation is real in the sense that we have a goal consciously or unconsciously or both. And we direct our efforts towards it, whether we realize it or not. And I think we should always aim to realize what we're aiming at. 
you know, what's that thing in the back of your mind that you really want that you keep denying yourself? Is it a MacBook? Is it a root beer float? What is it? Is it a, is it a college degree? Is it a sort of job you want? What is it? And journal it out. And more importantly, design your life in a way where you make it easy to get that thing you want to manifest, that thing you really want. You know, from the type of friends you have around, have friends that are down to help you get whatever you want and you help them get whatever they want. You know, have a sleep schedule that allows you to get a lot done in the day or in the night or both. You know, have a have a workout and nutrition routine that's easy. You know, like, I just eat chicken, baked beans, broccoli and cauliflower, and beef franks every day. Along with my workout supplements, whey protein powder, creatine, and um, a multivitamin, a testosterone booster, and some sort of, like, muscle builder capsule thing. Yeah, like... Like, I just keep it that simple. I, I, I find something that's healthy that I'm comfortable eating every day. And I just stick with that. It makes the grocery list affordable. It makes the grocery list simple. It makes meal prep simple. It makes sticking to a diet simple. And also, you know, my, my buddy Cody, um, he, uh, he's been my best friend since childhood. And yeah, there was a... F- few years we didn't talk for a while but i'm the type of guy where you can just pick up where you left off with me you can ghost me i don't care i'm, I'm not hurt by ghosting i don't even think ghosting is that big of a deal and if you're hurt by ghosting you you over invest in other people <laughs> you know my thing is like if you want to be right about people most of the time just expect the worst of them <laughs> and that includes yourself too consistency is one of the rarest traits in humanity if not the rarest you know, so expecting people to do what they should, you're in for a world of disappointment. But expecting people to have trouble doing what they should do, you're in for a world of accuracy. And so, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't expect to be that important to other people. Whether it's dating and I get ghosted, okay, fine. They weren't interested in me and they found somebody else, whatever. You know... You probably got ghosted by that date because you were talking too much. You were getting, you were over investing in them. They probably didn't like it, you know. Or if, or if a friend or family member ghosts you, or even your spouse, you know, just know that you probably weren't valuable enough to them. Or maybe they're just going through some shit, whatever, you know. But I don't know. I, I don't really have a, a lot of relationship issues. I don't really. Uh, over-personalize these kinds of things. But I suppose it's like if your family member you live with goes missing or the spouse you live with goes missing, maybe it's not ghosting. Maybe maybe you need to report that. Use your judgment for that. But when it comes to, to just ghosting in general, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. There's, there's over 7 billion different people on the planet that I can fall in love with or be friends with and do business with and do whatever with. So I'm not worried if somebody goes, man, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. You know, it's not a big deal. And if it's a big deal to you, you know, you got to not overinvest in people and you need to learn to expect the worst of them if you want accuracy. Um, but yeah, it's like, 
you know, Cody got me on a good workout regimen. He was in the army for a while. And, uh, yeah, he, he, I, I told him what I was doing and, you know, I showed him the supplements I was taking and he, I told him what I was eating and he helped me simplify things further. Him and Drew have helped me a lot when it comes to my physical health. So shout out to you, Cody and Drew. Love you guys. Much love to you all. Thank you all for your help and me uh, becoming a more fit version of myself and the best physical version of myself. Really appreciate it. See, there's an example from my life right there. I my, my network, we all help each other. We all do our thing. We all do our part. And that's why it's so easy for me to um, achieve the things that I want to achieve in life, simple or grand or in between. Because I set my life up in a way where I live according to my priorities and my priorities are geared towards what I want and need. And so I'm always taking focus. Uh, I'm focusing my efforts towards the things I want and need all the time. That's why my mind is clear most of the time. That's why I get what I want and need most of the time. That's why I'm happy most of the time. And that's all I teach on this podcast. That's what this podcast is all about. You know, everything I teach is rooted in, rooted in pragmatism and accompanied by a sense of ethics and morality. If you heard a boom of some sort and the dog's barking, 4th of July is tomorrow, Independence Day. Someone just lit off a firework, I'm assuming. Or maybe someone's coming for me. I'm kidding. But, yeah, it's... I don't know if you heard that or not, but that's what happened. But, yeah, I mean, like... Too many people are out of touch with what they want and need in life. We grow up being told what we should want and need by other people. You should want to go to school. You should want to get good grades. You should want to get a good degree. You should want to get a degree you're passionate about. You should want to get into college debt. <laughs> and you should want to get that dream job. Or you should want to just get a good high-paying job. You, you should want a woman like this. You should want a man like that. You should act this way. This should be your personality. You should be this type of person. You should be that type of person. You should dress this way. You should dress that way. You should think this way when in this context. You should think that way when in that context. You know, nobody really gives a shit about what you want. <laughs> they tell you what you want. That's what American society is like. It's a giant sales center. It's a giant shopping mall. Everyone, including me, is always trying to sell you something. But I'm just trying to sell you the tools to get what you want out of life. And I just share my strategies, how I get what I want out of life. I'm just hypothesizing on this podcast. I'm just sharing my philosophy, my worldview. But yeah, I'm all about telling people just figure out what you want and need and just fucking go for it. You're alive one time. The world is broken. The world is mixed up. Fuck everything else. Go for, go for your dreams. Go for what you want. That's how you live a life well spent. That's how you quit caring about what other people think. And also, there's that's something I want to talk about real quick. A lot of people are always talking about how to quit caring what other people think. And also, when it comes to just general advice on the internet, so, so many people have to shoehorn in meditation like it's the solution to everything. Yeah, sitting down, doing nothing, and just being aware, that's going to solve all your fucking problems. No, it's not. It, it, will, it, it will help you recalibrate your perspective at best. 
And if you meditate all the time, you know, you're going to, you're going to be Zen and yeah, it's good to be Zen, but that doesn't mean it's going to be the solution to every single problem. It doesn't always mean you're going to have clarity about what you need to do. Meditation and action are both really important. And so is inaction. Those are the top three things that, that are really important. And the most underrated and underappreciated is inaction. You know, when you're, when you refuse to act because you, you are undecided about something, you know, meditation, it's necessary. It's great. It's really cool and versatile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so is action. You know, don't think, act, you know, quit thinking about it. Take more action. Yes, I, I get it. Yeah, you get, you get good results and you learn from failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In action, though, you know, th this, is, this is the true king of the three. <laughs> In action has saved me from making really horrible actions. In action has helped me know when and when not to meditate. In action has saved my time and money more than any of the other two. You know, action is what helps you make money. Inaction is what helps you save money, kind of, in, in the context I'm talking about. But yeah, I, I suppose they both could make you money and both make you save money somehow. I don't know how to think about that. But, you know, the truth is about caring what other people think. We're, we're going to. You know, it, like, we can learn how to quit caring what other people think for a brief period of time. Or maybe a prolonged period, depending on who you are and what's going on. But truth be told, at some point we're going to care again. Because we're genetically wired to want to blend in with the tribe. And in other contexts, we're also genetically wired to try to differentiate ourselves from the tribe. So there, there, there's room for there to be validity. Like it's valid to not care what other people think. You know, especially when you're just trying to live your life the way you want to. And then there's times it's otherwise good to care what other people think, you know, because then we can understand their interest, their line of thinking, their school of thoughts. You know, we, we are considerate of them and their ego and we can negotiate and compromise, you know, like it, 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 it does, it, it, it can matter, you know, what other people think of us can matter in some ways. It can help you with content ideas like, what do you think I'm good at? Or how do you think I should dress for this event? Who's going to be there? Like, but other people think can matter to us, you know, for, for the better. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not avoiding the idea or the truth that sometimes it's detrimental what other people think of us and we become like their slave or whatever. But I'm just saying like, there's so much that goes into this and I don't think that we should expect to be able to just never care what other people think i think we should always just be ready to use our discernment to decide when it matters what other people think and when it doesn't matter for the times it doesn't matter what people think like when it comes to our personal business yeah we just do whatever we want and fuck fuck all else but when it comes to others people's business that we're involved in yeah we should care what other people think a little bit you know to to the capacity of problem solving and having a good experience you know there's a lot to it and when it comes to meditation uh for me that's like a morning and nighttime thing sometimes i do it in the daytime when i get a chance or if i want to not even when i need to just when i want to I need to in the morning and night, but in the daytime, that's when I, that's when it's optional for me. 
But yeah, in the morning I meditate on my mortality. In the evening I meditate on my mortality. <laughs> I also meditate on gratitude sometimes and, you know, just whatever is going to help me focus on what actually matters, right? And that's determined by us. So, you know, med meditation definitely helps with a lot of stuff. But it's not, it's not necessary to shoehorn it into everything. Uh, same goes for action and inaction, or really anything. But those are the top three. Actually, rather top two. I don't really see people talk about inaction too much. When I do, it's usually related to Taoism, but I haven't seen people recommend inaction too much. Um, not saying they aren't, but I'm just saying I haven't come across it yet. Nor have I really looked for it. Uh, but yeah, I mean... You know, we want to have a positive ego. You know, we want to think highly of ourselves in the proper, appropriate way. We, we want to have good karma, where we do the most good we possibly can, build up that good karma points. Uh, we want to manifest what we want and focus our efforts towards living the life that we want to live so we can live a life well spent. And that's why ego, karma, and manifesting are very important elements when it comes to decision-making and our overall experience. And that's all she wrote.